It's time again for the TCU Food Bank's Taking Care of You podcast. I'm your host, Spud McConnell, and we're going to talk about how you can help feed the hungry and the homeless down in South Louisiana. So let's chew the fat, huh? Now make la vie, as the Cajuns say on the TCU Food Bank's Taking Care of You podcast. So uh, this latest episode of the TCU Food Bank Taking Care of You podcast, which, by the way, Lawrence came up with that name, Taking Care of You, but we are taking care of you. Anyway, Gail Terrio is in here, and we're uh, she is the client coordinator. Why don't you explain that to me? Yes. Wait, wait. Is that just another made-up name that Lawrence came up with? Or are you actually the client coordinator? I'm actually the client coordinator. Okay. okay. All right. What is that? Yeah. Um, we do the paperwork when the people come in for um, distribution. I put all the paperwork in the computer. I file everything. And I'm pretty much the one that talks to all the clients when we, they come in. And client, <clears throat> for an explanation of the people who were just tuning into this, the clients are the people that we actually yes, provide for. Yes, those are to. the people we serve. Um, we distribute the food to, and we um, we um, help them out throughout the community. Makes you, it, it sounds like you go outside and make everybody stand in line, you know. Say, get back in line. You're an F. Get back over there with the Fs, you know. But it don't work that way, does it? No. How did you end up over here? You said you started out as a volunteer and you just got to the point where you figured out how to do it or what? Well, last April, they uh, the food bank um, put out a message on Facebook. They were looking for volunteers right when COVID started. And our director here, Lawrence Dehart, has been, been asking me to come volunteer. And I, I didn't want to, but when I saw COVID hit and they were looking for help, I decided I wanted to help my community out. Because I've always been a type of person I put other people's needs before my own. Well, then why didn't you volunteer when he first asked you? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Tell me that. Huh? Well, I, I was involved in a lot of stuff. And when COVID hit, it pretty much my life came to a stop right there. And when, well, well, what kind of stuff did you do before you came here? Um, I, was, I, go, I was heavily involved in my gym work. I, I, go, I was working out three, four times a week doing cardio class, yoga class. Um, I was involved in a few Bible study classes at my church, and um, it, everything pretty much shut down last year. And when I saw they needed help here, I decided to come help. And I was surprised. I had quite a few of my friends that were here helping out, which mm-hmm. I didn't know. And um, Well, you know what? Because the thing of it is, people who volunteer don't usually broadcast it. No. Because they're doing it, they're doing it from the heart. They're not doing it for, you know, acclamation. Uh- that's how I was looking at. It. I was looking at. It. I was helping my community out. Um, I always been a, a always been a person. Like I said, I always put other people's needs before my own, and I wasn't looking to get acknowledged or anything. And I and I didn't even think about COVID. I I just wanted to help out. And I admit, I we're, I was lucky. My husband did not lose his job from yeah. COVID. He got to stone keep working. So we we were very fortunate last year when it came to that area. And I just started volunteering. Um, I started with um, the distribution, and eventually I learned how to do different things in a warehouse. And yeah. um, so, so I that's pre- how you ended up here. Because I know you were talking last time about how you, you were able to master the paperwork, even you had to get a couple of people to help you. But we have to have people here. I mean, how many volunteers do we have here on distribution day? 20, 25? That's in, in the back, loading the carts and up here. Plus, we got volunteers every day that fill up the boxes and baskets that we do give out exactly in distribution but well, you know let's find out more about Gigi first off 
I'm the only one around here who calls you Gigi, but you got a, a great grandbaby, and I keep teasing you going, I don't know how great that grandbaby is. We got to find out. You know, it's got to <laughs> grow up a little bit. I don't know if it's that. Maybe it's an okay grandbaby, something like that. Oh, no. she She's awesome. Um, I got I met my husband in 2006, and he had two grandchildren. And both of the kids, I always told them to call me Miss Gal because they had three grandmothers already, and I yeah. didn't want to pick them. You know, being so many grannies and mamas and yeah. things like that. I grew up in that, in that environment. My grandfather got remarried, and I asked the lady, I said, do I have to call you grandma, or can I call you Miss Tibby? And she said, Tibby was fine, so I always called her that. So I told the kids to call me Miss Gal, and they did. And last year, um, my step-granddaughter, Elizabeth, had her had a baby. And I said, her, her mom said she wanted to be called Mimi. I said, Elizabeth, I said, do you have a problem with uh, Ava calling me Gigi? And she said, no, I don't, Miss Gail. So I said, fine, Ava's going to call me Gigi. And on November 10th, Ava was born. And how pretty is Ava? Uh, she is adorable. She is so She big. got them big eyes. She's got big eyes. Her fingers and toes are so long. Oh, really? She's going to be two months old on the 10th, and she is adorable. Has she said Gigi yet? No. Are you sitting there and like making a little tape record? Go, Gigi, Gigi. You need to show her that movie, Gigi, too. But um, I am, I am calling. I said I, I am telling her my name, Gigi, and um, my husband is is following her right now, as as to be expected. Yeah. That's, that's um, grandpa's gigs. But it's it's just awesome. Why? Why? Okay, but it was because of the Mimi you came up with the Gigi. I mean, why didn't you have him call you Gigi instead of Miss Gail? Then it would have just, or you didn't think of it. I didn't think of it at the time. And like I said, the kid, the kids um has have three um they have a grandma and they have two step grandmas. And um I figured they had enough. And um I'm I was just happy to be part of their lives. Yeah. Well. And um. It took a while for me and, their, and um, my husband's family to come together, but it took an accident. He got burned in 2011, and they seen how much I loved and cared about him. That's what brought, up, brought the family together. There's always that conflict in there because you don't know. You don't know what goes on between two people when the doors are closed. I mean, that's why you get married. Well, there was an age difference between me and my husband. My husband's 14 years older than me. And so, and his daughter is just a few years behind me, so that was that age different conflict. She didn't like the idea for that dating mm, um, someone yeah, that yeah. that young. Well, that but you know, but what, she that, she knows how much I love him and how much I care for him. Well, she knows now. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, I guess you know what that that's I guess that's the silver lining of the burn. It was a burn at at work. You got hurt at work. Yes. Badly. He, yes. Um, forty five percent of his body was wow. burned. Wow. He wow. had first, second, third degree burns. And, um, and it, you know, you know, it's just the idea he could, knowing he could have died from this and he pulled through it. And yeah. with, with our support and all, he, he's, he's a hundred percent now. What did he do? Um, he was a, he's a welder mechanic. He's a welder. Mm -hmm. I used to be a welder's helper. I know how hot that stuff is. <laughs> I mean, that was, and that was put myself through school. I mean, I'm if I have degrees in theater. So all my friends are off doing summer stock and playing in the woods and yippee yahoo. And I'm wearing leathers and hoods and gloves up to my elbows and panning off rods and changing. And it's like, oh, I want my college education bad, bad, bad. <laughs> but those guys still make more money than me. I don't know. Maybe I should have gone a different route. So, uh, so, so, uh, what's, what's, uh, what's the plans for the future, G? You know, I mean, I mean, you, are you seeing yourself five years in the future or are you just 
lucky to be here a day at a time. To be honest with you, Spud, in my 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 experience, I take one day at a time. Because um, every time I try to look for the future and plan the future, it never happens. Really? So uh, I'm, I just take one day at a time and, and go with well, what the flow. Have you, what have you planned? Well, let me put it like this. I certainly didn't plan to be here. <laughs> you know, I mean, this was just a fluke type of deal, you know, that I showed up. But I have to say, what have I been here? Four months now? I'm pretty happy. Uh, this is this is very rewarding work, but it ain't easy. But then again, I don't know, pretty much nothing I've ever done has been that easy except BSing on a microphone like this. Well, another thing that's about being here, it's like we're family. It seems like we're we're a close family. Uh, I've seen that happen, and um, it, it's it's good to come to work every day with the the people that you work with and that you got that um relationship with. We yeah. all we all got that closeness, you know, and I'm not it's me. It's not just with the office workers. I'm close with the people in the warehouse too. Yeah, and, um, I find too much gossip here. Like in some of the places, oh, oh god, when I was on a radio station, that's all there was was backstabbing <laughs> gossip. Yeah, there's gossip here, but it ain't. It's not malicious. No, you you don't hear that too much around here. But yeah. um, it's it's just my my my. It's like when I was younger, um, I had planned to go into the service and all the Navy and I ended up being diagnosed with epilepsy and not, and I, my recruiter told me, oh, you still can go. Well, I got surprised. I couldn't go. Yeah. And, um, my, um, I, I'm pretty much, my seizures are under control right now. It's well, I have to admit, I've never seen you. Well, I, I never, I never knew, nor would I have guessed that you have epilepsy from my working with you since I've been here. But that's the deal. I lost a lot of friends because I had seizures in front of them. So I learned to keep my mouth close. I got them under control. I don't tell nobody if, if I don't have to. Because if people hear me at, that I have epilepsy, they, they want they don't want nothing to do with me. Oh, over here? Hmm. No, not here. I'm yeah. talking about- in, in the, Out in the, in the world, I got yeah. you. Yeah. So- um, I didn't know that. I, I, you, you certainly have it under control, G, because I, not a clue. Not yeah. a clue. And you're having up you're are you are you a little anxious right now talking? Because I know there's some people in here who, who absolutely refuse to come sit in front of this oh, microphone. No, I, I'm not anxious at all. Um I've been I um I've been um when Lawrence told me you want to interview me, I I was kinda shocked at first, but I thought about it and I thought about well, what I was gonna say. You've got an important role here. I mean, you know, can't say this place would come to a screeching halt if for some reason you left, but it's going to take a while to replace you. I can tell you that. You it's know? kind of funny. I hear that a lot and I find that hard to believe. No, it ain't hard to believe, really. Frankly, <laughs> Gigi, it's, it's, what you do here is incredibly important. Thank and you very much. And if you didn't do it as well as you do it, when those people show up three days a week to pick up their stuff, it's going to last a whole lot longer than it normally does. But thank you very much. I appreciate that. All right, congratulations on a new great grandbaby. We're still, I still hung a whole, hold back judgment on how great this grandbaby is. But <laughs> maybe one day. I know y'all brought her over here once, but I couldn't, I couldn't go see her because yeah, I just had they too much stuff on my they desk. surprised me one day a couple of weeks ago and showed up, and um, it was awesome that that they came and see me here. It, it really surprised me, and um. It's it's just, I guess the I guess the idea of this being our first great grandbaby, it, it's it's awesome to me. It's an awesome feeling because I've never been around a baby before. Mm -hmm. This is my first time being actually being around a baby, and um, 
I'm enjoying the experience. It's something, um, I gotta tell you. It really, it's really, because I got three kids. And, uh, you know, I'll sell them to you if you want. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I never had, I, I never had children. Neither of my brothers had kids. So, I was never around that yeah. kind of environment. And when I met Joe, Ron, uh, Ronnie was five years old and um, Elizabeth was eight. So, I yeah. knew him as a little kid, but yeah, I watched him grow up. But I didn't know him as a baby. Yeah, that's a big difference. Oh, yeah. Well, all right, G. Well, thanks so much for joining us here. I'm glad everybody gets to know you a little bit better and has a better understanding of what the food bank does and how it operates. Well, thank you for having me. All right. Uh, so wrapping up another episode of the TCU podcast, taking care of you. And we'll have another wonderful round of conversation for you next week.